I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week. We have Kelly Hayes Rate, the house at Diva on, to talk about something a little different. Relationships. From building new relationships, to investing in current ones, and maybe even sitting with your friends and family, we cover that in so much more. Really excited to bring this to you guys this week. Let's dive right in. Oh, thank you, Colin. I'm Kelly Hayes Wright, and Colin introduced me as the house sit diva. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's because I've written the book, How to Become right. a House Sitter, Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva. <laughs> and I've been house sitting full-time and traveling full-time for the last 10 years. Um, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I'm a 58-year-old single woman. So I've been traveling full time since I was 48. And we're going to talk about relationships today, which Mm -hmm. is so important to house sitting. And it's one of the things that nobody ever really talks about, about how to create relationships when you're house sitting and traveling and how to maintain relationships when you're traveling and house sitting. Yeah. Up up until now, we've kind of talked about relationships in the context of building a community and getting involved with other people in an area. But really today we're talking about friendships and romantic relationships and family. And one of the reasons and purposes for um, house sitting and traveling could be sometimes to, to save a relationship. Um, and, and, and Kelly, you, you wanted to touch on that. Well, I did. You know, I think that traveling is something that is very stressful for uh, romantic relationships, uh, family relationships, and sometimes even friendships. I've, I've lost a friendship with a girlfriend that I once traveled with, and we just were not compatible travel companions. Mm-hmm. And so I think house sitting is a way to help mm, soften the stresses of traveling. And so I'm thinking about a couple of different things here. I, I don't have adult children, but if I did, if I, if I were married and I had a daughter and her husband and my granddaughter living in another city and I wanted to go visit them, mm-hmm. it might be wiser for me to get a nearby house sit assignment and to live off-site than it would be to live right underfoot with them. And I think sometimes that kind of a relationship can, can be saved or enhanced by living a slightly apart. Um, the same is true for, uh, I know when I go visit my mother, I house sit rather mm. than live underfoot and live with her. And that, that gives us both space and that allows us privacy and uh, helps us maintain our relationship better. So that's one way that mm. house sitting can be used to help with family relationships. Now, I have traveled with uh, friends with, with platonic friends, both men and women. And I have found that house sitting is a great way to enhance that friendship mm. because we each, again, we each have our private space. There's usually more space. There's a full kitchen. So there's a lot less negotiation that goes on between two people who are traveling together than if you're stuck in a hotel and you're tra- and every single thing needs to be negotiated. I don't know. What's your experience been like that, Colin? You've got a family, so it's a different thing for you. <laughs> yeah, it is a little different. Um, when my wife and I first got married, um, I think we had been married for all of four months before we started house sitting in our in the the town that we were living at that time, and it was a very fast learning process for both of us. We're newly married. Um, we've got a lot of those dynamics going on, and then you talk about enhancing relationships when you are in that. Um, 
experience with somebody else, with your significant other, um, it's a fast track way to learning about likes and dislikes. It's also uh, a brand new experience. So you're both experiencing something for the very first time. You're doing it for a particular purpose. And so you have those shared experiences that honestly, you know, eight years on now, my wife and I look back at that time and it was kind of stressful because we were newly married and didn't know exactly what we were doing. But we have very fond memories of that because we were learning so much together, growing together, and really tackling a lot of these challenges that came up and and working as a team at that time and now, but uh, really uh, coming together to overcome things that um, that happened. And uh, we look back at that time as as a as a really big building block for us. And and now when we travel uh, and we do we do house sitting. Uh, we're doing it with kids. And that's a whole nother level of seeking out those kind of experiences. And, um, you know, you, if, if your communication isn't really up to par with your significant other, um, that can make it really hard. And so it, it's a great place to, to learn those skills and to build those skills so that in, if something comes up outside of house sitting, you kind of have those to fall back on. Oh, so that's really interesting. Now, that was an angle that I hadn't thought of, that it's kind of you and me against the world. You're building the team, you know, <laughs> making making this work for this particular house sit. I yeah. was comparing house sitting to staying in a hotel. Oh, and okay. I would think that it would be far more challenging for you and your newlywed wife or for you and your wife and your kids now at this stage to be living in a hotel if you're trying traveling in a new place oh, 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 it where absolutely. house sitting provides lots more opportunities it absolutely privacy and so forth it absolutely does and so that's why we do that when we do travel um there's just some skill building that goes along with it um in, in that um you, you have to you know you there it's a learning process for sure but um we we don't stay in hotels when we travel that's just that's completely out of the question um it does provide more space um it provides those opportunities of of a yard or much better location for travel or access to things as well. And it is a wholly new experience each and every time, which is something we enjoy and we like to seek out when we have that opportunity. Not to mention there's the benefit of the pets. Yes. Which is a huge plus because we're not always able to travel with, with our dog. Um, you know, he's a, he's getting up there in age. He's a 12 year old dachshund and, he doesn't always travel well the best these days, but um, it, it is it does it does really help with that homey feeling when you are in literally somebody's home. Uh, it, it allows you to relax. It is a much more comfortable atmosphere that helps build those relationships as you're you're working together for a common goal of yes, enjoy the time traveling, but there is also that goal of caring for a house, caring for a pet that you can all rally around in, in some difficult times to go, hey, this is, this is something that we can and, and have to get done while we're here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just turned the tables on you and I was interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Darn it. That's what you get for having a journalist on. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. Take notes for next time. Don't, don't turn off my note. <laughs> So one of the things that has enhanced my relationships uh, as a house sitter is the friendships that I've made. And I've made some great friendships with homeowners, some really terrific friendships with Mm -hmm. homeowners. But something that I think uh, house sitters or wannabe house sitters don't necessarily think of is having an opportunity to to befriend other house sitters. So Mm -hmm. 
one of the ways that that I've done that uh, is through Facebook. Facebook is amazing, but I've met a number of uh, I've made some really fantastic friendships with other house sitters through some of the house sitting groups on Facebook, such as House Sit World and House Sitting Cafe. I'll give you just I'll give you two examples because these are both kind of fun. I met Julie online on House Sit World. And I was house sit. I posted that I was going to be house sitting in Hanoi, and she emailed me because we had been emailing back and forth too. That she was going to be in Hanoi at the same time, and we had never met face to face. So we ended up going out together on a street food tour, and we had so much fun, mm. and we really hit it off as friends. That we ended up doing other sightseeing things together. We were house sitting in different homes, but we would get together and go out for dinner or or do some sightseeing things, and it was so much fun. Later, Julie ended up house-sitting in Ajijic, Mexico, where I have had a regular house-sit for the last 10 years. And again, I, you know, since I'd been there for so long, I was able to tour guide her around and show her some fun things. And so we've developed a really, really strong friendship. After that, we have both met up in uh, Cardiff, Bath, and London in mm. the UK. And then she invited me to come to Sitges, Spain last year during Carnival which was so much fun. And we've developed a really strong, fun friendship that has started out of, uh, with our, our, our love and our common uh, interest in house sitting, but has developed mm -hmm. far beyond that. And it's a really great friendship. The other fun story, and I have several of these stories, <laughs> but another fun story is with my friend Tracy. And I met her on one of the, the house sitting uh, Facebook groups. And I posted on, on my personal page, I posted a picture of a mosque that was the view that I had from a particular house sit that I was in in Penang, Malaysia. And Tracy commented and she said, are you house sitting for Jamong the cat in Penang, Malaysia? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> I had just met this woman and, you know, we just, and I said, what's going on here? She said, I recognize the view. <laughs> and she and her husband had just been in this exact same house sit three months before me. Oh my goodness. So Tracy and I like to joke around that, you know, we've slept in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> but since then, and she and I become really good friends. And since then, uh, she and her husband have also house sat in Ahihi. And at the same time that I was there and we hit, we just, the three of us struck up a really great friendship. And they have uh, since visited me in Ahihik and stayed with me. And the homeowner allows me to have guests. Mm. And they've stayed with me in my house sit in, in Mexico. And that's been great. And we have also connected in other parts of the world, such as London. And it's just really wonderful because, uh, you know, we have so many things in common, but it was house sitting that brought us together. Yeah. And so house sitting for me has helped create some new friendships deep friendships that will, you know, I'm convinced will last forever. I certainly will with Tracy and Julie and, uh, and friendships that have been really quite meaningful for me that just mm -hmm. sprung from house sitting, but have developed into so much more. And it's, that's really exciting. And that's something that really doesn't get talked about very much. I know it, it because, you know, if, if you're house sitting in a particular area, you know, you're probably not the only one who's ever done that or is even there at that particular time. And so using those online resources of House at World or House at Cafe or others to reach out there and then start translating those online relationships 
either into real world ones or uh, furthering those online relationships because you we all have those shared common experiences and then that deep rooted interest and love for house sitting and traveling and, and pet care and those things that there's a lot to build friendships off of just just with those few topics. Absolutely. And it's been really enriching for me. Okay, so now we're going to get down to love on the road. You <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said at the top of this interview that I'm 58 and I'm single. And uh, I started online dating, but I did it. And uh, I would eventually like to move to Europe, possibly London. And so I started reaching out to men in in different parts of Europe and, and primarily London. Mm. And I met my partner, Marcus, who I've dated for five years. We've only recently parted, but we dated for five years and we courted through house sitting. Mm. So, and the way that worked is he, he had his home and his life and I would find a house sit in London and it gave us a chance to just, to just date, even though it was a long distance relationship, it was an opportunity for us to just date normally. Oh, and that was how we got to know each other and how we ended up falling in love and how we ended up building a, a relationship for five years. Wow. And it was really quite wonderful and quite unique. And then as we got to know each other better and had more of a commitment to each other, he would join me on house sits. Mm. So he joined yeah. me in Berlin and he joined me in Gibraltar. This is all with the permission uh, and the knowledge from the homeowners, of course. This, sure. You know, this was something that's done above board. Um, and, and in other parts around the UK, we house set together Cardiff, Kitchen, really pretty much throughout the UK. And, uh, and it, was, it was really, it was a fun opportunity for us to be together and to get to know each other better. But like you and your wife, to have that, that shared experience of being a team, mm-hmm. you know, working with negotiating what was happening with the home and with the, with the pets. And it was just, it was a wonderful opportunity to get to know this man. and uh, and and to develop our relationship. Yeah. And I don't think there are too many house sitters out there that use house sitting as a way to court. <laughs> I, I don't think so, but I think that is a, a, an absolutely fascinating idea of taking the, the long distance relationship idea and just tweaking it ever so slightly of, okay, if we're long distance here, how can we spend some time close together without one of us traveling all the way to the other or vice versa. And, you know, possibly even meeting in a third party location, you know, of a new place. That way you can have those shared experiences. You can go see new things. Um, and, but you're, you're in homes and, and you can have that more traditional idea of what courting looks like as opposed to being so long distance. I, I never really thought of, of using it as a tool or as a way of, <laughs> of, of, of enhancing that, that, um, that, that, that process and, and, and really getting to learn about somebody using house sitting. Well, for me, it was an opportunity initially to not be living with that person because oftentimes, you know, with the long distance relationships, you know, I'm going to his house, he's coming to my house and, and there's a a lot of pressure on, mm-hmm. on, on a new hopeful relationship when you're actually living together and it's kind of premature. So this, this way, it was an opportunity for me to be living in my own space in my own flat in London and date like normal people like do. Normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Just... And we did that for, you know, 
for about six months, I, I had several house sits that I lined up in London. Mm. And, and we did that for about six or eight months before we started house sitting together. And, uh, and it was great because then we had a foundation that, that we'd built on. And I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, again, investing in those, those common interests, having those shared experiences, um, allow, allow that to happen for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I know you wanted to touch on long distance relationships. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Another thing I'm kind of an expert in. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so there's there's that idea, you know, uh, of um, that I think when people think of long distance relationships, um, you know, it is that separated by a huge gap in space and in time zones and and how, you know, when you're when you're traveling in your house sitting like that, you know, how you can maintain those relationships despite that 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 space and that time that you're dealing with away from somebody right well it used to be that long distance relationships were all about the letters going back and forth and the occasional long distance call i'm old enough that i remember it that way and of course now we've got skype and video chatting and email and whatsapp and and we just have all these you know fantastic ways to be able to uh, develop or keep a long distance relationship. And I'm not just talking mm-hmm. about a romantic relationship, but this is the way I keep up my friendships with my girlfriends as well mm-hmm. is, is through, you know, regular video chats and email and WhatsApp. Right. And the technology has advanced so much that we really can become more global yeah. and we really can become more um, in de- location independent. And I just find that so thrilling. And I think that makes me a more interesting person to date or to befriend. And I, and I know that's what I look for in the people that I date and befriend is that kind of uh, global viewpoint, if you will, and, and willingness to accept uh, that kind of mm, flexibility and unrootedness. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, you know, house sitting has enabled me to do that full time. Most house mm-hmm. sitters don't house sit full time as, as we've discussed in other shows, yeah. but it's enabled me to do this full time. And it's been uh, just a whole new lifestyle. It's been extremely exciting for me. And it's opened up just a whole, not just new experiences in foreign places or, and experiences living in people's homes in, in beautiful cities. But it's created this whole new level of friendships and relationships for me worldwide that has just made my life so much richer. Have you heard about Time to Pet? Doug from Bat to the Bone Pet Care has this to say. Time to Pet has made managing my team and clients so much easier. Our clients love the easy-to-use app and scheduling features, and our sitters love being able to have all of their information organized and easily accessible. My favorite feature is the instant messaging. By keeping conversations on Time to Pet, we are able to monitor our team and ensure nothing ever falls through the cracks. If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. Yeah, I think really uh, leaning into technology to make it as easy as possible to keep those, that communication and stay in contact. The, the one thing about that, about long distance relationships that, do, that, that is hard is that it does take a little bit more of intentionality to to stay on top of them to continue to communicate with people to continue to share 
as you're traveling um, and keeping them up to date and, and being invested in their lives, which is kind of hard when you're not seeing them face to face, you're just running into them at the store or at the coffee shop or things like that. So it does take a little bit more intentionality, but leaning into all of the possible technologies that are disposable these days, which just makes the, the, int- the barrier to entry so low anymore, being able to instantly share a quick video or photos of what you're doing and, and being, staying, in con- staying connected with somebody while you're traveling. Absolutely. I like the word you used, intentionality, because that's something that I'm trying to bring to my life. Or intention, intentionally trying to bring intentionality to my life. There you go. How is that for, for profound? Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I mean, yes, there are people I run into at the grocery store and we stop and we chat and that's really wonderful. But I don't really consider those, I, no, no, not to, to disagree with you, but I, the, for no. me, those aren't the most important relationships in my sure. life because I'm not being intentional about keeping those people in my life. Yes, it's yes. a lot easier if it's an intentional relationship and they're down the block and we can get together for coffee once a week. But I can also get together with a Skype conversation and, and enjoy a cup of coffee. Or I've even enjoyed, I've done dates uh, virtually where we've <laughs> sat down to dinner and we've had a long conversation over a video chat. Yeah, yeah, and that, um, <clears throat> yeah. It's not perfect, but it's intentional. And yeah, house yeah. sitting has given me an opportunity to come within proximity of that person, and mm-hmm. then to be able to do that in real life, which has been great. Yeah, I, it's that. It's that. I, and I like the word you use there is, is proximity. Is proximity isn't just sitting shoulder to shoulder with somebody. It's it's time spent with somebody. It's it's the it's the discussions that are happening, and it's it's a real world transfer. It's a um, real time transfer of of information between two people. Uh, it can be one definition of proximity. In that, when you're FaceTiming or using Skype or you're using WhatsApp, you're able to keep your proximity with somebody really close because it's almost immediate interaction and feedback that you get from somebody and making sure you take the time out of your day to do that, to maintain those relationships. Because we all get busy. And um, when, when traveling and, and, and house sitting internationally, you know, there are a lot of things that can potentially distract somebody from, from keeping those relationships alive and going um, back home, wherever that may be, or in other areas where, they, where you know somebody. And at the end of the day, taking some time to send updates or to check on what other people are doing really goes a long way to making sure that those relationships are are lasting and healthy. That's right. So there's never a better time to start house sitting or to expand your house sitting networks because it's so much easier these days to, to maintain those relationships that are important to us, whether they're with our kids, our parents, our family, extended family, our friendships or our love relationships. There's just endless opportunities now. And right. house-sitting is, is one of those key tools. Yeah. And um, something that you touched on a couple times uh, when we've talked about, when, uh, pre- something you've touched on uh, a few times now is getting permission from a homeowner to have somebody over in the house. How does that conversation with the homeowner go? And how do you talk to them about having friends, family, or a significant other over during a house-sit? Oh, that's a great question. So oftentimes... Um, well, if I'm house sitting over the holidays, I'll just say, you know, I'm going to be house sitting alone at your home over the holidays. You've got a two bedroom place. How do you feel about uh, my mother coming to visit me or a good or a good friend coming to visit mm. or my partner if I'm if I'm in a committed relationship or my partner coming to visit? And and I and I just say to them, please be honest. Do 
your home and I want to respect your rules and I'd like to know if this is okay with you. Right. Most of the time people say yes, that it's fine. Uh, sometimes people say no. And so I respect that. Um, and I asked that, I asked that during the Skype interview before I've accepted the house sit and before they've offered the house sit, mm-hmm. because it, because that may, that may affect whether or not I want to take the house sit. So I don't do this as a, as an 11th hour surprise. I do this as part of the interview process because we're both interviewing each other. Mm-hmm. So I do that then so that there are no surprises. Uh, or I, I might say, you know, gee, this is my first time coming to Hanoi and I noticed that you've got a two bedroom place and my, um, I have a girlfriend who's going to be traveling in Southeast Asia and she was talking about coming through Hanoi. How would you feel about her coming and staying with me overnight for a few days in your home? Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time people's attitude is, oh, these are extra hands to help love the dog yeah, or, you know, extra hands to extra laps for the cat. Mm-hmm. So, so most people are pretty much okay about that. And they also, most homeowners really want me to enjoy their home and their community and what they love about where they live. Mm-hmm. And so they recognize that having somebody to, to go to an art museum with, or to go enjoy a meal with. Is, is a way to enhance and enjoy the community they live in. So most, most homeowners are okay about that. Some, some aren't, and that's, you know, they have their own reasons, uh, and that's fine. Some have said to me that they want to meet the person first, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So I set up a Skype conversation with my partner or my girlfriend who's coming, you know, whoever, you know, whoever it's, is, is planning on that trip, is thinking about that trip. Uh, that's not very frequently, but that happens sometimes. And that's perfectly understandable too. For me, I want the homeowner to be comfortable and I don't want them to feel like I'm going to be doing something behind their back. I'm not a teenager anymore. I don't need to sneak somebody in the back door. I can ask right up front for what I need and and be honest and open about it. And if they say, no, I'm a big girl and I can go by the rules or I can go find another house sit. So Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just, just work it out that way. But honesty, I think is very important and and asking and making sure that that's okay Mm. is, is a critical thing. Yeah. Asking that up front is, is absolutely huge. Um, When we travel, it's, it's kind of a, can be sometimes of a, of a bigger ask of a homeowner of, uh, I I know you signed up for somebody to sit your home. What if four people actually showed up and two of them are young kids? Is that okay? Um, (laughs) Yeah. That can get, um, but we ask it in a nice way. And, and basically it's a, um, you know, it, the only way we will accept is if, if the homeowner's okay with having basically a small family in their home while they're away. And if the, the pets are okay with small children, because that can be a deal breaker too. Um, we, we've had to turn down a few opportunities because it was the pets that were the issue of, of they were, they were, you know, old, set in their ways or, or had never been around small kids. And so it just wasn't really safe to all of a sudden throw a two-year-old and a four-year-old into the mix without being able to thoroughly test that or get a lot of um, uh, uh, time with the pet beforehand. So it, it can be a little tricky if you're, if you're traveling with, with small children and, and house-sitting and pet-sitting in, in that kids can kind of um, make things a little interesting from time to time for sure. Sure. And, you know, Colin, the, the tip that I always have for people who are traveling with kids and, and want to house-sit is to look at families who are looking for house sitters mm-hmm. because usually those homes are best set up. They already have children. So their pets are used to children and the homes are set up for kids and the, the gardens and so forth. 
but sometimes that can be a little bit easier for for house sitters in your situation. But I think, you know, I think honesty is the most important thing. And so I want to be honest with what my needs are and what my requests are right up front. I don't want to feel like I have to sneak around the house. The neighbor's watching if, you know, my mother's coming and going, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. I don't need that. (laughs) I mean, I think honesty is the most important thing. And that's, that's what we want to do. And that's the kind of relationship I want to set. So I do ask that question up front. If indeed I am planning on having somebody visit me and be part of my my experience there. Right. Because it is also, as, as we've talked about before, like this is, this is a professional service done by, you know, and should be done in a professional manner. And so maintaining those high standards, maintaining good communication, good open and honest and frequent communication is absolutely key to setting those expectations and get everything out in the open so that, um, you can work through that and the homeowner is fully knowledgeable of what's going on in their home while they're away. Exactly. And this whole podcast today during Valentine's month is about relationships and maintaining and building those relationships. And the the most important one, when you and I've talked about this before, the most important relationship that a house sitter has is with a homeowner. Mm -hmm. So maintaining that relationship, honoring that relationship, being honest about it uh, is, is paramount. And the house sitting lifestyle allows for all of these other really cool kinds of relationships to blossom and flourish. But it's, but it's in the context of this is a great relationship that I have with my homeowner. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If, if the homeowner is not, is not happy or is suspicious or has anything going on like that, that's not, that's not good for anybody involved. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, the last kind of relationship, I forgot about this, but one of the ways that I've, I've developed relationships while house sitting, I'm a single woman. I tend to house sit for single women who live in cities and I've asked them to introduce me to their girlfriends so that, mm. you know, I have somebody to go out and have a glass of wine with or a cup of coffee with one day or walk in the park. And I have made some really, really lovely friendships from my homeowner's girlfriends. Wow. Wow. And, the, and they're friendships that, you know, that I'm going to keep. I mean, I was just Last year for the summer, I was in Réunion, a French island in the Indian Ocean, and my homeowner graciously introduced me to a girlfriend of hers who was a recently retired English teacher, and Anne and I just really hit it off, and we Mm. went everywhere together, including snorkeling with humpback whales, (laughs) which was amazing. So jealous. And Anne set that up for me. I I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own because it was a not a whole, you know, it was in a commercial operation that was advertised. This was a friend of a friend kind of thing. And we had such a ball and I'm still in touch with her and I'll be in touch with her for years. She's wonderful. Mm. So that's, that's another, another uh, way that house sitting has, uh, the relationships that I've developed through house sitting has really enhanced my life. And yeah, and, and you can see how the homeowner would be very interested in in opening up their so their circles to you in that it, it provides great experiences for you. So you're going to more likely want to come back. It, it also connects you with friends of theirs that can help out if you need help uh, in, in certain situations. And it just it allows for more points of contact and for a better connected experience for all parties involved. Exactly. And, you know, my homeowner knows that her her friend was, I don't want to say her friend was watching me, but, you know, I mean, it was a, it was an opportunity for the homeowner to feel more comfortable and confident about me knowing that her girlfriend was, was around a lot. And, uh, and it was just, so it really was a win, win all the way around. And, and then when the homeowner came back, the three of us went out and, oh my goodness, we had so much fun. (laughs) It was just great. It was really great. Yeah. 
And that's happened to me more than once. It's, that's, a, that's a dynamic that's happened frequently, and it's just joyful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you've traveled um, for the past 10 years house-sitting and um, caring for, for pets internationally, um, what's been some of the, the hardest part about keeping relationships going or maintaining relationships? And we've talked about ways to ease them with, with technology and, and how it, um, these experiences enrich our lives. Um, but what are some things that, that we can try and watch out for um, and some difficulties that can come up? Well, I think for me, my greatest difficulty is is what you mentioned earlier with the intentionality. And, and so it's really about me making the effort to keep those relationships going, especially for the people who are like my friend Anne in Reunion. She lives there. She's got her own group of friends. It's It's pretty much kind of up to me to to stay on that relationship if I mm-hmm. want to keep that going uh, and, and hope that she will reciprocate as well. And she has. So it's, um, you know, it's something where I have to really make a decision that I want to keep this person in my life and to be intentional about staying in touch with them and encouraging them to, to be in touch with me. And also to recognize that, you know, maybe they don't want to stay in touch with me. Maybe they don't want a long distance friendship because their life is so full and that's fine too. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, that's, that's a, that's a difficulty. And, and so, um, gosh, the time zones, you know, I got to tell you, man, sometimes the time zones can just be a killer. That's, that's a challenge. It's not insurmountable, but that's a challenge. Right. Uh, keeping up with, with emails and keeping on top of the, the, communications that they make to me and in keeping that going because sometimes my life just gets a little crazy with something going on and it might be a travel week where I'm transitioning between house sits where I'm trying to clean up one and physically get to another and get settled in that and I might lose a day or two of, of staying on top of my communication and I might not actually get back to it in a timely way and so um uh, how do I say this? How do I say this nicely? Priming my friends to realize that they might not get an answer within 24 hours. <laughs> That's not the end yes. of the world. Yes. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, that, that can be a challenge, but you know, those, those are challenges I'd happily take on in order to keep some of these wonderful people in my life. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, you touched on there that, you know, long distance relationships aren't for everyone. And, and that, that may include some of your own family members. You know, I know that um, with, with my family, if, if we decide to travel and not have kind of a, a home base station, um, and we decide to travel full time, that would strain a lot of relationships in our family just because they, they're, that is something that they are, they're not okay with, or that is, can be very difficult on people if they've A, never had to do it, or, or B, don't know about tools and ways of managing that. And so that's where, you know, if, if you are the one traveling and house sitting and you're, you're gone a lot, you know, you may have to manage some of those expectations and help that person along to, to get over that. So you can maintain that relationship. So it's a, it's a learning process and there is a learning curve on, on both sides of, of, of traveling like that. Yeah. Well said that, that really is true. And I've had to, um, I've had to work some of that stuff out with, with my mother. Uh, who's not very um, technologically savvy, mm. and uh, and so just you know, we've worked it out. But but that was a that was a learning curve. That was an adjustment when I first started traveling full time. That's absolutely true. But it was also an adjustment for us when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah, 
you know, and she had to <laughs> figure out, you know, renegotiate the time zone difference. It's like three hours, but mom had trouble with that. <laughs> Still <laughs> well, does sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, you know, if, if you, if you don't have a lot of experience with that, or if it's the first time, or if it's an infrequent amount of time, those are things that just kind of slip through the cracks and yeah, you forget, or, you know, it, so those are just, you know, as someone who is, is house sitting and, and traveling like that, you know, having appropriate expectations for people, you know, back home and, 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 and helping them as much as you can, but also realizing, you know, they're, they're imperfect systems. Um, and we're all, we're all imperfect people. And so people are going to make mistakes and, um, that knowing that best intentions are generally there when you're trying to, to keep those relationships going. Right. Right. Well said. Yeah, that's, very true. So I just, I'd say those are probably the biggest challenges that I have with my lifestyle in terms of relationships, keeping relationships going, but they are far outweighed by the, by the benefits that yeah. I have. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I bet. And um, if, if people want to learn more about some of those benefits and hmm. um, how they could possibly get started, um, how can people um, get your, get, get your book in their hands to start learning some of the stuff and uh, follow along with your work? Okay, thank you. Well, I love to talk house sitting. So the best way to reach me is through my website at www.housesitdiva.com. Housesitdiva.com. And my book, How to Become a House Sitter Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva, is available as an ebook at housesitdiva.com or as a soft cover or a Kindle on Amazon. How to Become a House Sitter Insider Tips from the House Sit Diva. And uh, I also have developed some great new relationships now with budding writers where I'm coaching authors and I'm really enjoying that. I'm doing some online workshops and some uh, in-person retreats. And our listeners can hear more about that, learn more about that at jumpstartmybook.org, jumpstartmybook.org. And uh, you can sign up for a free conversation with me to talk about your book. Which I would that, love to do. That's a great way to start a relationship, there, right? There, I'm offering there. something for free. <laughs> there you go. If you guys have a budding book idea, um, Kelly can help you guys get that off the ground uh, with that. So that's that's a great resource, definitely. Um, well, Kelly, uh, a happy Valentine's Day. I should have said that at the top of the sto- uh, show, um, but I appreciate you coming on today and um, sharing us sharing with us about um, how to keep relationships alive when traveling and, and house sitting. Thank you, Colin, and happy Valentine's Day to you and your wife, and thank you for this budding friendship. This is pretty cool. (laughs) This is. Thank you very much. We look forward to having you on again soon, Kelly. I appreciate that. Yes, I know. Relationships and Valentine's Day. However, I do hope genuinely that you have good, healthy, honest relationships in your life, whether it's friends, family, business partners, or or maybe even employees that you have a good rapport with. I hope that you continue to invest in those in this year and lean on them whenever you need them. We've talked a lot about what it takes to run a successful business and what it takes to be a healthy individual, mind, body, and soul. And one of those is having good relationships, good accountability, a good support team whenever things get rough. Pet sitting can be so lonely at times. Maybe friends might not exactly understand what you're going through, and the schedules can be really hectic, really early mornings, really late at nights, constantly going, so you don't have a lot of time to socialize with others. So whether you have a a group text, 
or FaceTime with people, or it's just you have one afternoon a month where you can sit down with somebody to talk with. If you don't have those kind of relationships in your life, reach out, see what other sitters are in your area, or reach out online. Hi, friend. We'd love to hear from you. One of the reasons we started this podcast was to reach out to others, learn from them, share stories and experiences, and build relationships. We'd like to thank this week's sponsor, Time to Pet. If you have stories or things you'd like to share or get connected with us, send us an email, feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at petsitterconfessional. We're also on Twitter, PS Confessional, and join our Facebook group, Sitter Confessionals, and get connected with a larger group of pet sitters as well. Just remember, you're not alone, and there's a lot of people out there going through very similar things, similar struggles, similar questions. Definitely reach out if you ever need help or have questions.